ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Stand by, lights one and sound one. Camera speeding, audio speeding. Lights and sound, go. And action. Welcome back, everybody, to a very new and special episode of Pretend World's Real People. Uh, I am your host, Tyler. Steph is currently tutoring right now, so I'm um, headlining this episode and bringing in somebody that I've been a big fan of for the last year or so and wanted to sit down and talk to. Uh, He runs the Be More Super podcast uh, over in the UK, and he's talked to various celebrities, um, you know, people in the, the film and television industry. And he uh, is also, like myself, a, uh, a massive fan of all things pop culture. So I can't wait to talk to him about you know, the props he's collected, uh, his origin story, uh, get to know a little bit more about uh, Brian Garner himself. Brian, how are you, my friend? You know what? I am good, Tyler. And thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, it, it's You know what? It's I've got to say, it's, it's, it's a bit weird being interviewed myself when I'm so used to interviewing other people. This is a weird experience. It really is. <laughs> I, I, was, I was curious about that. When I reached, out, I reached out to you through Instagram, and I thought, you know, maybe you probably you know, won't want to do it because you are you know, someone who interviews uh, you know, people of, of certain fame. And uh, yeah, what, what was going through your mind when you got that message? <laughs> Do you know what? I am a social butterfly. I really am. <laughs> so I will chat to anyone. Do you know what? Saying that, um, I had a young man that wanted to interview me uh, a little while back for his podcast. And he was the sweetest lad. I think he was from Alabama or somewhere like that. Oh, wow. And um, he asked me about 10 questions and then finished it. And he was like, thank you. <laughs> and I thought, oh, bless you. Bless you. But no, it's great. It's great to be on and great to... Uh, to be chatting to you because uh, I've been following your Instagram as well, your daily monologues. I've got to say, <laughs> oh, very, yeah. very good, especially the one, the Looper, one that uh, <laughs> you, 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 you did, and it definitely uh, makes my day go a bit faster uh, on Instagram. So thank you for that. Oh no, I, I appreciate it. I, I definitely feel the same way about about your podcasts, and uh, I think the first one I, I listened to was William Sadler was on the show, and oh, yeah. uh, I'm a humongous fan, uh, mainly from. <laughs> you know, people say Bill and Ted, Die Hard 2, uh, but I was a huge fan from Disturbing Behavior. I think that was the, the, mm. the film for me that, that he did. But uh, yeah, I'm really glad to have you on the show. It looks like we have similar glasses. So that's already uh, an amazing coincidence just looking at <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, Well, saying that, I, I've, I, I've just tried uh, con- contact lenses. And um, I was oh. interviewing uh, Janet Kidder from Star Trek Discovery the other night. And um, I had my contact lenses in, but the problem is I've got astigmatism, so I had to have toric lenses. Oh, so wow. these are lenses that, when you blink, they sort of move around to, you know, to give you your prescription in your eyes. And uh, all the way through the interview, I could only see through one eye. Literally, <laughs> I was blind as a bat. It, it, it was horrible. So I'm going to stick with glasses, and we've obviously got a good taste in our glasses <laughs> choice. So. You know what? I have astigmatism as well. I think that's uh, the the frames that we have picked are very Clark Kentish, uh, as I'm sure you've heard. So, <laughs> it, it seems to work why. pretty fashionably. <laughs> yeah, are we fans? It does. Yeah, universal glasses. Yeah, it will suit anyone. Oh yeah, yeah. It. Uh, so um, I can obviously talk to you all day. You know about about fandom, about people you've interviewed, about uh, the inception of your podcast, but. What is your story? What do you what do you do uh, first and foremost? And uh, I guess tell our listeners. So, 
so my background originally was performing arts mm. so i used to work on stage uh, i've been in the west end um i've done film and tv over in the uk um and then you know i i moved abroad um i've lived in cyprus and spain singing um for companies out there so that's that's been pretty fun um and then i settled down and um i've now got lovely kids a lovely wife and it sort of takes a back seat to be honest uh, but i you know what i've you know my wife's family uh, jokes about how many varied jobs i've had in my past but currently um i work as a it's not it sounds so not glamorous i'm a phone shop manager um for oh. a company uh, in the uk so literally mobile phones um i deal with day in day out uh, that is my bread and butter um my day job and then obviously my night job is uh, being a host of be more super um so that's the uh, more exciting side of uh, my life especially now we all have to do something to to pay the bills and then our hobby is is our other full-time job sleep is you know sleep is for the week we don't need to sleep and you're a father too so you, you... yeah i've got kids sleep is literally <laughs> 10 years away 15 years away um it's lucky i get five or six hours a, a night if i'm lucky um but i slept enough when i was a teenager so it's fine Oh, so it, it, there you go. Exactly. And I want to go back to, you know, you being in the, the performing arts, you, you said you sang, mm. but, you know, were you were you uh, uh, an actor? Did you also work on crew? Yeah. So so I did a degree in performing arts. Um, you know, I started out in performing arts because as a kid, I was I was as wide as I was tall um, and I had a really bad stutter. So I had speech therapy for over seven years for a stutter and I got bullied. I was like a bully's dream, to be fair. I was the fat kid that stuttered. So literally, I was a target for the whole school. Uh, And I went through years of torment and it affects me to this day on how I feel about myself, um, how I feel about the way I come across. Uh, So this is why it's quite daunting for me to do my own podcast and to be seen on camera because... I, I I hate seeing myself, to be honest. I hate it. But um, but yeah, so I speech therapy for seven years and I found that going into acting, going into singing, I didn't stutter. So if you've got a script there and you know, because a lot of the time people that stutter, it's because you're, you're sort of, it's called a stammer. So it's like your brain is going faster. No, your mouth is going faster for your brain. But if you've got a script you don't stutter because you know what you're going to say. You know what the script says. You know what the song words say. And um, if you listen to, obviously, my podcast, every now and again, you'll hear me stutter quite quite a bit over certain words. And I still suffer with it now. Um, if I get excited or tired, uh, it comes out quite a bit. So I've got to be uh, mindful of what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so I did performing arts. I uh, did a degree. Um, I went to go and be a red coat at Butlins, which uh, everyone in the US will not know what Butlins is, but it's <laughs> basically like a holiday camp where uh, you go and your sole purpose is to entertain the holiday makers. Um, and you wore a red suit. Uh, it's quite well known over in the UK. Quite a lot of famous people have been red coats and they've moved on to 
to be presenters on TV and actors and, 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 and singers. Um, and I did that. And then from that, um, I got an audition uh, to be in Panto, which is quite a big deal over, over, over in the UK. Do you, know, do you know what a Panto is, Simon? Oh, no, no. Take, take me into that. What is that? So a Panto is something that happens every year at Christmas. And every single family goes to see it in the theatre. So you have stories like Aladdin, Babes in the Woods, Dick Whittington. And it's basically a, a full-out show on stage with dancers, singers. Um, and it's massive, honestly. If you ever get to the UK around Christmas time, go and see a panto. Oh my God. And <clears throat> pantos normally have quite famous people in them. Um, so David Hasselhoff uh, is normally in a panto <laughs> every single year. Uh, you know, we have loads of, fa- of famous people. So I did that for a, for a winter, um, which, which was quite good. And then I got an audition for the West End for Casper the Musical. Uh, so for a, a company called Stadavaria. So they were developing Spider-Man the Musical, The Mask the Musical, and Casper. And the, uh, they showcased them all. And Spider-Man went on a worldwide tour. And um, Casper the Musical went into the Shaftesbury Theatre in the West End. So I was there for six months. And then after that, um, I did a few review shows, uh, did a bit of Les Mis and, and, and all that. And um, I enjoyed it. Do you know what? It, it, it was a great yeah. experience. But along, along the line, I've done a few films. I've done TV. Uh, I've been in a film with Samantha Morton. That was uh, she was in Walking Dead. Yeah, uh, I was in a film when I must have been twelve or thirteen, and she was only I think a year or two years old, old, old older than I am, called The Token King, and um, it was great. It was great. So, um, and then, then I've done TV work on on Pete Practice, which is a show in the UK. Um, so yeah, so it's 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 been varied. You know what? I enjoy acting. But I think I'm 41 now, so I've got kids. I literally haven't got time to do anything except for my podcast. And I hide away, and I've got to make time for that to do <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I mean, that it seems like you know you you lived many different performers' lives in a very <clears throat> short span of time. You know, I I'm I wish I can go back in time and see you know the the spider-man show the mask show who did you play in casper i was moose so i was one of the ghost busters so they they adapted it you know not straight from from the film um but it was great because the way they did it on on stage they had puppeteers so you had the ghosts and then the puppeteers would be dressed in period outfits and they'd be uh they had like the white faces so they were like the ghosts well the, 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 the ghost was up front and then the puppeteers were like what they would have been if there was alive, if you know what I mean. And, okay, yeah. um, it was awesome. I mean, if you look on the internet and just search it, Casper the Musical, uh, you will see the pictures and it was so well, well, well done. And uh, it was such a great experience. And, you know, I've performed at the Theatre Royal Drury Lane. Um, I actually had Jonathan Price's dressing room for the night, which was quite nice. <laughs> I had to make sure I didn't mess anything up. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, that was like in my early 20s. Um, and for me, you know, I've been to so many casting calls and I, I started to get a bit 
down. I mean, being an actor, you've got to have resilience. You've got to literally be great with rejection and just keep on going forward. So I admire anyone like yourself that, you know, is 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 acting and, and obviously working in, within that industry because it's so hard. I mean, it's so they go by the way that you look, you know, first, first of all, your height, your size, your eye color, uh, your color of your hair, even though you can dye it. Um, and you know, once you pass that hurdle, that's when you can get to the point where you can actually, actually perform. You know, I, I'm sure there's so many stunning actors out there that's never had been given a chance because of the way that they look or, or their ethnic background or, you know, I, I, I just think it's shocking. I think, I think they need to give more people chances and uh, we, need, we need to see a lot more diverse, diversity in, in Hollywood, which I've definitely, um, you know, taken on board from a lot of the guests that I've in, interviewed about what's actually happening in Hollywood in the, in, in the way of diversity. Yeah, amen to that. I, I can tell you right now, there's a cluster of emails that I just send right to the trash, you know, for... Yeah, thank you, but no, thank you. You know, and it it, it does build a, <laughs> a a thicker skin for you. I'm sure it's something you know you've probably carried that along, you know, through the rest of your life. I I grew up overweight. I grew up being bullied as well, and uh, that mixed with going into the performing arts, as you did, you just start developing this this um, I don't think this this ability to maintain composure when things go awry or when you're rejected quite a bit. So uh, I believe you mentioned in a previous podcast you started. Um, you know, working out, losing weight. Do, do you want to talk about your, uh, you overcoming um, being overweight? Um, so, yeah. So, you know, obviously when I was younger, uh, I was quite, quite, quite big. I mean, at the, the worst point, I had a 60 inch waist, wow. uh, which is quite, quite, quite big. And I weighed like something like 28 stone. I was, uh, so I don't know what that is in pounds because you good old Americans and, and, and oh, oh, over on that, that, that side, you uh, <laughs> use a different metric. Um, but then it was just a case of, I found that when I was performing and when I was on stage, you know, you don't get time to eat. <laughs> You're always rehearsing and, 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 and dancing and, and, you know, all over the place. So, you know, I lost, lost the weight. And then recently I've gone back to, trying to lose that weight to be healthier and obviously with the lockdown um it's not helping is it i mean oh. the lockdown i mean i don't know what the lock, lock, lockdown is like where you are i mean i've been fortunate and unfortunate to have worked through the whole of this lockdown so i'm in a job um but i've been surrounded by thousands of people that potentially could have covid every <laughs> single day <coughs> and i'm coughing now but i'm 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 I haven't got COVID. They're clear. <laughs> um, but 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 yeah, but it's it's about you know being more more super as 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 my my, my show is called, and I think that having kids def, definitely has has encouraged me to to try and lose weight um, for my own mental health uh, as as well as being healthier, um, so I can chase my kids around when they say naughty words and I'm trying to tell them off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a a, a, a regimen or, or something you like to do to kind of get yourself out there? Well, unfortunately, the gyms have just just been closed, so oh, really? everything okay. everything has been closed. So the UK, literally, we've been hit massively. Sadly, we're having around you know one thousand eight hundred deaths a day. Um, so compared to 
any other country per 100,000, we are in the hole. We are absolutely, you know, suffering right now. And that's because people aren't following the lockdown procedures. They're still mixing. They're, they're not wearing a mask. They're not washing hands. <laughs> so all gyms have closed. So for me, it, I'm the type of person that if, if I can't be in the gym, I can't, I can't do anything. It's really <laughs> weird. My mindset is that the gym is the place where I work out. You know, I do my half, half hour cardio and then I do my weights. I do three uh, reps of 12 on weights on near, near enough everything, doing the uh, um, gob, goblin squats and, and everything like that. And, and I'm, I'm determined to end this year hell of a lot fitter, thinner, stronger and happier. Oh, 2021 absolutely. is yeah. definitely going to be a good year. It's got to be because 2020 was terrible. Just it really was. Garbage fire for 365 days plus wherever we are right now. We're trying to, yeah, to make exactly. it better. Oh, like, do you yeah. um, do you have a certain, uh, I guess, you know, you, you want to be healthy, but is there a certain, speaking of, of super nerdy things, certain physique that you always thought you'd like to achieve, whether it's Christopher Reeve, oh. Superman, or... or uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hardy from Warrior. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, I'm 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 quite a stocky guy, but I've always looked at like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Oh, How yeah. cool would that be to have a body like that? Literally, you would walk around every day in just your boxer shorts, wouldn't you? I mean, oh my God, I would. Yeah. If, if 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 I had a body like that, I'd be going down <laughs> to the shops. I'll be I'll be picking, maybe not picking the kids up at school. Uh, but do you know, <laughs> I I would be walking around the house literally in just my boxer shorts every single day, uh, without a doubt. I really would. Uh, but obviously, I know that it's 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 a lot of hard work. Uh, it, it sounds very complicated. I mean, when you get into, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've. I've I've seen impressive videos of 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 yourself, Tyler, doing the old pull-ups. Mm. Um, you see, I don't do pull-ups; I do pull-downs because normally <laughs> whatever I try and pull up on comes down. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I got try. Someone tried to teach me about macros. You oh, know, yeah. you know, how complicated is that? It's too much I would work. love to have someone. To be fair, if someone just gave me something and said, "Eat it," that's all you've got. I'll eat it and that's fine. So, but I don't overeat. That 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 that's the thing. My wife makes very healthy dinners. Um, but yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there at the end of uh, the year. I promise. I'll do a picture. I'll, I'll do a photo shoot in just my pants. Do it. Or boxers because pants in America is trousers. Which oh is a yeah. Bit weird. <laughs> Yeah. We, uh, there, there's, there's a couple of, you know, the, the way that favorite is spelled, I go back and forth because I, um, you know, I, I've watched so much, you know, British media and I, I've read so many British scripts, uh, anything that's, you know, innately European. And then I start putting a U in favorite and then I'm marked off, you know, throughout the entire stint of university because I quote unquote misspelled favorite or, you know, color. But it, but it, but it's like what you, you call sidewalk. We call it a pavement. Oh um, really? And it's I haven't really heard weird that, that 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 you call it a side sidewalk. <laughs> um, I heard a comedian once say that that um, <clears throat> don't get me wrong, I love America, absolutely love it. I've been there so many times. Um, I, you know, I if I could have a choice, I would move there. Uh, I love love the place so much. But you've got things like sidewalk and trash can, um, and it's like you've called things um, 
because you've got to have the instructions within the name. <laughs> you've got to walk <laughs> on the side. You've got to just put trash just in case you put something else in the bin. Um, you see, I'm, and, and jaywalking. What is jaywalking? Why is it called jaywalking? I, uh, I honestly don't know. I always wondered that too. Because in New York City, you know, that doesn't exist. But right. if you come out here, you know, I, I'm in the, the western part of the U.S., jaywalking, there's still tickets given out for that. It's insane. But <laughs> I mean, I, I, I got in trouble a couple of times. I don't know if you heard, heard this in one of my shows, but I got told off for jay, jaywalking. And then all of a sudden I turned completely British to the police officer and he let me off with it. And then I got told off for leaning on the Declaration of Independence. I couldn't see it. It was faded. I was, I was looking close, <laughs> close, closely, um, you know, and I, I apologize in a very English way. Um, and uh, she told me not to do it again. And I obviously uh, agreed and walked away. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you've got some odd things, um, you know, names for things that we don't uh, call over here in the UK. But that's why I like America so much. Yeah, it's just, it's different, it's fun, it has its moments, <laughs> or at least, you know, we're getting there uh, at a certain point. I, uh, yeah, you know, you, you know, crazy time, so yeah. I don't know which, which which part of the fence that you're on, but but um, amazing event a couple of days ago, or was it a day ago, uh, yeah. with uh, Pres- President Biden coming into office. You see, I don't talk about politics on my show, um, <clears throat> because I don't really know much about it. Um, but um but yeah things are um are change changing in 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 the state so uh yeah it's good good yeah it's gonna be great you know it's it's a positive change in the right direction because i'm I'm leaning more towards that direction and uh and of course i've had to stay off social media because every single post is unfortunately because movie theaters are closed less about movies or things that are coming out more about politics so that's been incredibly depressing um but we're, we're in the you know, the right step going somewhere close. And uh, I don't know, I, I'm very, I'm very thankful to have things like your podcast and other, you know, pop culture uh, shows to, you know, pay attention to. I watched prop culture all the way through. And then I saw your interview. Yeah, I'm sure that must have been incredible to talk oh, props with you him. You know what, to Dan Lanigan. Yeah, it's like, it's like, um, it's like Aladdin's cave. It really is. I mean, to me, props, has always been a passion. I think the first prop that I bought was about 20 years ago, and it was an original crystal from the Superman movie, uh, from oh. the Shepherd's, uh, Shepperton Studios. Um, it's basically is a crystal from the console, from the Fortress of Solitude. No and uh, I got that 20 years ago, and uh, I've, I've had it reboxed, and it's pride and joy. It's the only thing my wife will allowed downstairs <laughs> in the living room it's the only thing everything else is boxed away because we're looking at move, move moving so i can have my own little man room where i can have everything you know on the walls um but yeah i mean dan lanigan with prop culture i, I, I think it's great to have a show that showcases you know the love for props because it's become so popular now, it really has. As and the sponsor of my my show, Prop Store, um, are an awesome company, and their auctions are amazing. I mean, they've sold some stunning pieces. It, I mean, I went down to Prop Store um, to their offices, and I went round their warehouse, and it was just after one of the auctions. So I actually 
withheld the cape from the original Superman costume. Oh, and there wow. was Michael Keaton's Batman suit there. And there was Harrison Ford's uh, hat from Indiana Jones. <laughs> and just seeing these pieces in person and knowing what they went for. I mean, his Han Solo jacket went for something crazy like $500,000. But you're kidding me. $500,000 for a jacket. <laughs> oh, there are going to be people looking in their attics right now thinking, right, is this from a show? Um, but no, it's awesome. I mean, you know, that, that interview for me, I mean, I'm very passionate about props. Uh, I mean, I've got uh, Kiefer Sutherland's um, shirt and jeans from season five of 24, uh, which <coughs> I have absolutely loved that show. Um, I've got the a sword handle from Serenity that um, goes into Nathan Fillion. You know, oh, Matt. my God. Um, I've got, what have I got? I've got a Superman 3 production new script. Um, I've got a ski pole that Dennis Quaid uses in The Day After Tomorrow that screen, <laughs> screen used. Uh, what else have I got? I've got tons. On, on, honestly, um, I, was, I was looking the other day for all, like, through all my autographs as well. So I've got so many Christopher Reeve autographs as well. So, so for me, you know, it's, it's a good investment. You know, I, I, I would encourage anyone out there to, to, to buy a prop and keep it and you'd probably get more money out of buying a prop and keeping it than you would putting your money into a bank account um, in, in the way of interest. Especially the way we've seen, you know, the, the 80s come back and watching oh, yeah. Dan's show and his museum that I want a personal tour of. Uh, <laughs> it just yeah. it looks incredible. I, I, I've worked on a few different sets and the, unfortunately the only prop or props I've actually obtained were two fake silver pieces from the Lone Ranger when I was an extra uh, that I had snuck into my costume <laughs> and carried throughout the day uh, that are now in a safe and they're, they're faded, but how, uh, how did you get into props? I mean, obviously you're buying props. I know you go to conventions or, or you went to conventions yeah, quite yeah. a bit, but how, how did that start? Do you know what? Um, I, 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 it was when I was living down South and I was working in London at the time. And, um, I would pass Planet Hollywood every single day. And um, Prop Store at that time used to do a display outside for any movie that was coming out of the cinema. And I used to look look at it every, every sing, single day on my way to work. I just think, wow, that is so awesome. And then I remember looking on a website and knowing um, Nick Harrison, his name, name is, and he was from L Street Props. And I contacted him, and sadly he's not with us any, anymore. But um, I contacted him, and uh, he was selling props, and it went from there, from 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 the crystal. Yeah. And then uh, it was different uh, different auctions. Like um, in LA, uh, there's a company called Rainmakers. They're not around anymore, but they used to sell the assets of the film companies. So they they would do auctions for Spider Man and Hellboy. <laughs> And I actually bought a uh, Oakley body warmer that Ron Perlman wore in Hellboy. Um, you can see it half halfway through the movie when he's in Russia. And uh, I sold that at, at um, the Profiles in History auction. And I bought it for $120. And it went for just over $2,000 <laughs> when I sold it on. Um, so uh, I regret it. Um, <laughs> I can't watch Hellboy anymore because I just regret every time I watch it. And I just think I had that. I had that piece. 
but yeah, and it's just addictive, you know. It's great to have a piece of that movie, your favourite movie, knowing that it's screen-worn. And if you can get a piece that's actually screen-matched, that makes all the difference as well, because you know that when you watch that movie, that's the piece that you've got. I mean, I've got a picture on my uh, my private face Facebook page, and um, it's me watching Christmas with the Cranks with Dan Aykroyd. And um, I was watching the movie one year, and I said to my wife, wait there. And I went upstairs, and I put this shirt, waistcoat, and tie on, and I'd pause the movie at a certain part, and I stood in front of the uh, the TV, and I said to the wife, look. And it was the same shirt, waistcoat, and tie <laughs> Dan Aykroyd wore in that scene. And she thought, yes, what have I married? A complete... <laughs> I'm um, stuck with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's too expensive for a divorce. I, I always tell her if you can spell it, you can have it. Um, so it's good that she can't spell divorce. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's but, yeah. incredible. So you must have your own personal, you know, museum in your house, right? Where you put everything on no, display. No, no. So literally everything. I've got a unit uh, that I keep all every, everything in. It's not on display. Um, if I had it on display it would probably fill the house Um, so (laughs) literally I'm slowly getting stuff framed uh, all ready for our move um, so I can have my lovely studio and 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 man room I can have it all in in there on display so I'm sure that once we do move um, I'm sure I'll put the pictures up and show all my collection off Uh, (laughs) but I am going to continue getting pieces um from uh, the shows and movies because they're just fantastic to have and it's great to hand down to the kids because you know in later life things are going to be so valuable because yeah. you know they just get destroyed on, on 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 the set which i'm sure that you've witnessed where at the end they just strike it down yeah they don't care yeah. <laughs> no 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 so, yeah. <laughs> which i find very very crazy i guess maybe now if you're working on a a CW show there's you know there's a crew member there that just swipes a pen or something off of the desk because they know it'll be worth something and uh slowly that's sort of catching on and I hope we can preserve especially the last 20 years of television you know I'm, I'm a huge fan of Smallville and if I can ever find a prop from Smallville I will lose my mind do you have anything Smallville, from <laughs> Smallville is 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 one of those shows where literally um you won't get anything because mm. it's all been catalogued. It's all been put into a warehouse. <laughs> I have searched for years to get stuff from Smallville. I really have. Haven't you know, found anything? I've, uh, the only thing I had, uh, which I've passed on, uh, was a Smallville crew jacket that John Schneider actually owned. <laughs> so it was given to John Schneider, who played Jonathan Kent, yeah. and he actually owned it. Uh, but I've passed, passed it on to someone else that will be able to display it and enjoy it. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing that I've had. Oh, and I've had, and I've got a couple of scripts as well, mm. original scripts from from John as well, because oh, wow. uh, I've known I've known John for quite quite a few years, and and he's I've I've been involved with some like sort of charity stuff in the past with him as well, so he's been very kind. So wow, so is that how you're able to pick up all these performers for your podcast? I was always curious about how well one how the idea started, and also how you're able to obtain these amazing interviews. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I, I started out my show aiming just to talk about Superman 
and um, <laughs> you know stuff stuff like 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 that, and then all of a sudden it snowballed. Um, so yeah, so I've got, um, when I started the pod- podcast, I you know I went through to people that I I sort of knew, so like John Schneider, and uh, he's been really kind, and Kim Coates from Son- Sons of Anarchy, um, and then it's literally just reaching out to agents and managers. Um, and you normally find that if you get a good relationship with a PR company and they obviously see the value in what you're doing in the way of promotion and, and the guests have a good time and they, they give good feedback, you normally then get, you know, more guests along the way. You know, I'm not the type of person that I'll turn any guest away. At the end of the day, if someone's got a voice, it doesn't matter how famous you are or how many blockbusters you've been in it doesn't make your voice less valid if you've only been in a few 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 things because every, every, every everyone's got a voice um so yeah so it's just been crazy i mean <laughs> I, when i started i wanted to get jane seymour uh because yes. somewhere in time is probably one of my favorite mo- mo- movies um compared to like say super superman and um i started to contact her management and they said come back to us when you know you've got the podcast off the ground and it's doing well and uh, I, I I eventually got her and she was such a joy to interview um, I was nervous as hell because she, she's like Hollywood royalty yeah and um, and then during the interview she was talking about you know her relationship with Christopher Reeve which I didn't know about um, so that was quite a good exclusive uh, for myself. Um, but yeah, it's just about just, you know, going out there and, and, and you know, Star Trek Discovery. I've now interviewed three people from that show. Um, and then I've got, as as you would have seen on my page, I've got Wes, Wes um, Chapman. Yeah. That plays Amos in The Expanse. Uh, I've also got, which I haven't put out yet. I've also got Eric Roberts, uh, that was in The Expendables, Dark oh Knight. Oh my God, best uh, of the best! Julie- yes, yes, <laughs> awesome movie. So, so, so I've I'm interviewing him next week uh, for the show, which is awesome. Uh, and then I've got Kelly Hugh, uh, who was in um, X Men Two as yeah. Lady Deathstrike, and she's got a new film coming out on. Netflix um, called Finding Ohana, which is a uh, it's like the Goonies but based on uh, you know the island of Hawaii. Oh really? Wow! It, I haven't it, heard of it that. It does look a lot like Go- Goonies. It's, a, it's actually it? got the uh, the uh, the kid in it, uh, the gadget kid. Oh, uh, I his name now. Oh God, I can't remember because he, he was short round, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and he's wow. actually in the movie as well. So when I thought that it looked a bit like Goonies. And then he's appearing in it. I was like, mm. but it looks an awesome movie. So that's that's coming out at the end of January. And then obviously this weekend, I've got Keith Coogan that was in Adventures in Babysitting. And uh, don't tell mom the uh, babysitter's dead. That's, in, that's um, incredible. But so, well, I've just been lucky. I, yeah. I've just been absolutely lucky. And I keep on, you know, contacting pe- people and getting guests lined up. And, and it's great stuff. It really is. Uh, my my dream is to interview The Rock. Oh, could you imagine that? Yeah, that so better be doing, longer than an hour. <laughs> but what I'm doing, I'm I'm tweeting him every single day. 
Yes. Um, saying that I'm going to tweet you every single day in the hope that you see this, and I'm numbering every single tweet, <laughs> hoping that by 365 days, he sees my tweet. But he seems a decent guy, so who knows? I know, unfortunately, it's a... Uh, it's, it's it's quite a big business, isn't it? I mean, the rock is is a product, isn't he? At the end of the day, absolutely. It's like it's is 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 a machine. You know, he's always got his fingers in all the pies. So who knows if he's got any time for little old me in the UK? Hey, you know what? He seems like the kind of a guy that would definitely do it once he knew what your podcast was about, and especially with Black Adam finally making some progress. Yes. Could, that would yeah. be incredible time. What number are you at? for the tweets oh no no it's only like literally number four still i i I have only just started it so uh so keep a look out who knows but um he's got a new film called red notice coming out with gal and ryan reynolds yeah uh before that looks awesome it really does so and of course henry cavill would be an awesome guest but you know he's busy filming the uh, witcher the witcher have you have you tried reaching out to, to him at all um, I haven't, no, um, <clears throat> because if they're filming, I normally don't try. But mm. then again, where's Chat, Ch- Chat- Chatham from um, The Expanse? He's actually filming now, season six. So I'm actually oh. interviewing him after his day of filming. <laughs> so uh, he's been a bit a bit of a dude and, um, yeah, to agreeing to a podcast. But it's really late at night because of the UK. I'm doing it 6 p.m. Eastern time, so it's 11 o'clock at night, UK yeah. time. But it's not as bad as Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane, I had to interview him at 3 o'clock in the morning. Are you... Oh, my God. Yeah. Where was where was he? So, I think... You know what? I'm not sure. I, I, think, it, I think it was L.A. Mm, but okay. Thomas Jane was hilarious, literally. Before I started the YouTube channel, it was just pod, podcast-related. And uh, so I was FaceTiming them. So I've got Thomas Jane's number and and I started to FaceTime him and he answered and the camera came on. No lie. I thought he was naked. (laughs) Uh, He didn't have any clothes on and he was smoking a pipe. This is the Punisher. And I was thinking, this this is the Punisher. And and he's smoking a pipe and um, it just threw me off, to be fair. It really (laughs) did. But that was three o'clock in the morning. So, you know... But it was a great interview. Great guy. Yeah, I, I love that interview. I, I can I can just picture him now, and that's just incredible. That's his intro to you. Hey, what's going on? I might be naked. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> he, did, he, he did ask, are we filming this? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> no. Thankfully, no. Because can you imagine? But, um, yeah. But hopefully he's coming back onto, back onto the show because I've been talk, talking to him back and forth for, forwards over text. So, hopefully he'll come back on the show uh, yeah. to talk about The Expanse and and is um, he's got a new movie out called Run, Hide, Fight. I just saw the trailer for that. Yeah. Which looks awesome. It looks... It's, and it's, it's got Isabella May that plays the lead. Yes. And she she looks amazing. Absolutely amazing job. So, so I've reached out to her as well, uh, her management. But again, it's getting through to... You know, you've got the actor, but you've got a team of like 20 people around them. And you know that when you get a rejection, it's got nothing to do with the actor. It's the team around them making that decision. So it's a bit like an obstacle course trying to get through to them to get to the actual person. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah it's it's uh it's a journey i'm not sure if you've ever watched my date with drew it came out about i think 14 years ago now 15 years ago it was a documentary about a uh, a fan trying to get a date with drew barrymore this was way in he filmed it in 2003 and he found the same thing where he was sending this teaser trailer he made saying you know what his project is but drew's people never actually you know like went through with giving it to her so it took an extra year and a half to actually happen but it still happened so yeah there's that whole wall of people who are just saying no it's not a movie it's not a show it's not something big you know we'll just toss it in the trash um but i really hope you can get you know, especially Henry Cavill on. I, I would consider oh. that a huge, huge victory getting him on the show. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> thing, thing, fingers crossed. But to be fair, my guests have been so varied from all all lines of the the in- industry, you know, from yeah. the 80s, 70s, uh, even 60s. Um, but yeah, you know, it's quite hard to keep current as well because I don't get time to watch programmes. So literally, <laughs> it's like you know, I'm getting I'm getting sent stuff from PR companies saying, "Would you like to interview this person?" And I haven't got time to watch this stuff. And I'm like, uh, "Okay." And then I'm just like, literally on my break at work, watching <laughs> the programs because I can't watch them at home, especially with kids around. With the majority of them, like like the Expanse. Um, but no, he's great. I love it. Absolutely love it, though. It's it's. It's great. It keeps me mentally sound, and yeah. um, it's it's great. And uh, you know, the fact that you can get like an hour with these, you know, amazing people, I think is great. So yeah. for me, you know, I, I'm not looking to make money. Uh, I'm not looking for for fame. I'm not looking, you know, I'm looking to give fans something back, something nice that they can watch and escape from this madness for a while. You know, the podcast came about because of mental health and wanting to do some some something for myself because I used to run an entertainment business as well. Oh, and really? I used to provide, I used to DJ and uh, provide like PA for bands and, and, and everything like that. And, um, you know, and obviously that had stopped happening because of COVID. So that's why, you know, I've gone 110% into doing Be More Super. So, And look where it's got you. I mean, as far as just your general progression, every star I've listened to is different and they all have very pertinent information to give. It's just something that, uh, like you said, you're giving back to the fans. And I almost feel like it's sort of akin to you going to a convention. You know, in this case, oh. you're getting an hour with that person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it, it's like for me, I don't really get starstruck as such. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're a, they're a person like me and you that's just got a better job. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know, they'll have pressures. They will have, you know, that thing of always having to feel that they've got to be currents and they've always got to be, you know, if they're, they're, they're judged on their last performance. Um but for me, yeah, getting get an hour with them, when you go to a convention, you get two minutes with someone and that's it. And normally, I don't ask them about shows. Um, I normally go up to, to, to the guests and go, are you, are you all right? You know, are you, are, you, are you enjoying the show? Do you need anything? Do you want me to get, <laughs> you know? And I'm completely normal with them and it throws them back. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, conventions... You know, I can't wait for them to start again. Uh, I don't know if you go to any conventions where 
where, where, where you are. Um, I'm sure they're bigger and better than what our conventions are, um, being, being, being in the States. But, um, but yeah, do you go to conventions yourself? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the dream is to go to San Diego Comic-Con. That is, oh, yes. <laughs> I've been say, I think yes. I have a savings account just for that Comic-Con to do whatever I need to. Uh, but, you know, I live in Colorado. There's one that took place in Denver that went from Denver Comic-Con. They had to change their name to Denver Pop Culture Con because Comic-Con was taken or something. Something about copyright issues. Um, that one's fun. I've been to that one a handful of times. I went as the Waffler for Mystery Men. Uh, for my first year, which I thought was pretty fun. Two people recognized who I was. Uh, but uh, yeah, I usually go um, just by myself. I actually listen to your <laughs> your 10 tips to, uh, you know, like how to attend a convention from, <laughs> that, from way back That was when. one of my first, first, <laughs> first, yeah, that was, do you know where I recorded that? You, you recorded want to know where car, I recorded didn't that? you? Yeah, <laughs> I recorded, it was the only quiet place I had, literally. So when I started the podcast, literally the only quiet place that I didn't have screaming kids was my car. So when I did the interview with Steve Grad, literally I had people walking past my car looking at me going, what? Because I had a microphone set up. I had a tablet on my steering wheel. I had my audio interface all plugged in um, and I'm there chatting away. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> God, that's ages ago. Yeah, I can't even remember what I said, but it, it was very useful. I, th I think everyone, you know, if you're listening to this episode now, go listen to the Be More Super podcast from the beginning for hopefully when conventions start again, because every single point you had was exactly true. <laughs> well, to be honest, I think I, th I think when I went over the points was because for me is what I've suffered with the fact <laughs> that you can't get a drink anywhere, yeah. like literally food and water bring your own because you've got no chance you're going to be in a queue for like an hour and a half and they're going to be overpriced and stuff stuff like that and definitely about pens i mean i'm a bit ocd about my autographs i want them to turn out right and when i met tom welling from smallville um i dj'd um uh, the night before and i didn't get in till three o'clock in the morning and the, the convention was two hours away from my house um, so I got in at three o'clock in the morning, had half an hour sleep, got back up, got in the car and drove the two hours because I wanted to get there early because I like to be to, the way the conventions work over here. You get a virtual ticket. So you go round, and there'll be someone there. And they'll give you a virtual ticket like one to, to say 200, say. And uh, you want to get a low number because that means then you can walk around and do whatever you want. And uh, throughout the day, they'll say numbers one to 50. You can queue up now to actually see that, that, that star. Okay. And uh, I, I was half asleep and I, I got my pictures and then I queued up and Tom Welling was the first star that I met. And I gave him a black uh, Sharpie. And on the picture, you can't really see his autograph. And I was, I was gutted. And we had a conversation about the picture as well. He went, cool, that's a big picture because it's, 16 by 20 oh. and then from there i remember to use the silver sharpies um but yeah so uh that's a good point any 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 anyone listening get your sleep before a convention because <laughs> you'll make some mistakes <laughs> i you know what yeah. I, I i can attest to that absolutely and uh, actually i want to ask you this what is your 
<laughs> obviously that is a memory that is a little bittersweet because you get to meet Tom Welling, you get a signature, but it's in black ink. But what is your most fond convention memory? If you could pick one. Memory. Yeah. Do you know what? My fondest one uh, is got to be when I met Margot Kidder, you know, Lois Lane. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and it was in Milton Keynes. And <clears throat> it was a, an event called Collectomania by a company called Showmasters. Um, and I remember queuing up. She was late. She was an hour and a half late to turning up. And I stood there. And apparently she'd gone out the night before. She went to the West End, had too many, uh, you know, drinks. <laughs> and uh, she turned up. And do you know what? We stood talking for about half an hour. And she gave me a, a really nice cuddle and a kiss. And, oh, my God. And she was just like, she was such a dear la 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 lady. And, and we chatted about Christopher Reeve. We chatted about Loe, uh, being Lois Lane. And she impacted me so much that I called my daughter Lois because, um, you know, I, I, I just think her character in that film is, is such a strong, stubborn, you know, character. And I just hope my daughter ends up to have half of that because yeah. I just think that would be amazing. That That's incredible. I mean, who can say that they've spent as a fan that much time genuinely with somebody they admire? that's and she gave you the time you know it wasn't a um yeah. i'm feeling a little hungover i'm gonna go home <laughs> you know, it's yeah definitely definitely wow hey, yeah. what's what's your plan for um do you have any virtual conventions coming up that you've you've picked up tickets for um no to be honest i'm i'm, I'm doing a lot of promotion for them so i work mm. um so I'm, I'm friends with Derek mackie that runs a company called cool waters productions and he represents a lot of the stars like Harrison Ford and, and Billy D. Williams. Wow. So I'm doing a lot lot of like, uh, he will like come to me and say, can you interview this person? Uh, because we're doing a virtual event. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't really because I know it sounds bad, but, you know, <laughs> why pay for a four minute chat with someone when you can get an hour chat with them on your show? <laughs> You know, I, 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 that's the way I'm looking at it now. You know, the fact is I can take that star, I can chat to them for an hour and promote that virtual con and get an hour with them. You see, it's all. See, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just working the job. Working the Exactly. Industry. Working the angles. Yeah. <laughs> Be, being the hustler, you know, thinking, what can I get out of this? And, um. But yeah, it's been it's been been great, and you know what? Along the way, I've been sent some nice little gifts from the from the stars. So Colin Chilvers, uh, who was the Oscar winning special effects director from Superman, he also directed Moonwalker with uh, Michael Jackson and uh, Smooth Criminal, the video. Oh, yeah, he sent yeah. me a lovely sign. He, he, he sent me a lovely sign autobiography, which was uh, which is now protected and in a drawer. Um, I don't dare open it up yet. Um, but yeah, but, That's... but yeah, I mean, virtual cons are definitely a way forward. Unfortunately, the way that we are now, uh, I can't see comic cons, you know, coming into full, full swing for another six to 12 months, sadly, yeah. because I know, I know they've been happening and I know like the photo shoots have, have had that yet, uh, that, like, like that plastic screen between the stars. Me personally, 
I I would want want to spend that much money and have a photo where you look like you're standing between <laughs> you know something. And um, for me as well, if you approach a star with your own sharpie pen, the last thing I I, I want to do is meet someone that I admire for them to go no. I'm not going to use that. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Have that yeah. bad experience. Yeah. Because I, I've had that with Dave, Dave, David Asselhoff. You know, I've had a bad experience with him and I'll never meet him again. No. I won't have him on the show. Um, <laughs> how, how bad was it? Was it just a faulty I, first I went, impression? No, I went to a book signing. So he, he released his uh, autobiography. This is years ago. And he appeared at a, um, a shopping mall um, near me. And I queued up for hours and I was like the second person in the queue because grow, growing up, Night Rider to me was just amazing. Oh, yeah. And um, I bought the autobiography. I had, I had it in my hand. I, I was ready uh, to meet him. And as always, they normally give you a post-it note for you to write your name. So when they open the book, they know who to you know, write it out to. So I put my name, Brian, on the post, post-it note queued up and David Hasselhoff arrived and he sat at this ta- ta- table and he had uh, a woman next next to him and then a security on the other side. So I walked up to the desk. Not one point did he lift his head, say hello. The woman next to him took my book, opened the book, then looked at the post- post-it note and she wrote my name, <laughs> then slid it across to David. He signed it with his head down then slid it across to the next man that shut it and gave it to me. Oh, my God. So literally, not one point did he look at me. Not one point did he say hello or shake, shake my hand. Oh. I'd been waiting for hours. Literally, I walked out of the store where he was doing the signing, took the book, put it in the bin. Literally, I put it in the trash can. Oh. In the bin. And then, you know what? From that day, you know, I'm very cautious about interactions i just hope for the best i just hope that they're they're nice yeah um, and and Kiefer sutherland uh, was another another one um you know i've met him a couple of times and thankfully he's been amazing oh he's such God. an amazing guy <laughs> when i met him I, I i i was having like you know flashbacks from david but he he, he was amazing i've met him three times now and i think he's just awesome and his band's amazing. If you haven't seen his band play, yeah, and listen listen to his music, amazing. What, what's his band called? No, it's just Keith Keith, Keith, Keith Sutherland. It's just Keith. If you go on to Spotify, yeah, <laughs> he, he hasn't got a name for the band. I mean, if, <laughs> if you've got that name, you're going to rock it, aren't you? That's true. Um, That's true. But he's he he is amazing. Abs, abs, absolutely ama- amazing uh, singer, writer, and um, I've been seeing him three three times now in concert. And he's wow. awesome. And a lot of these stars that are trying to make it music, he's actually really good. So, and that's yeah. it's unfortunately kind of kind of rare <laughs> to find a uh, an actor who delves yeah. into that part of the industry and does fairly well. You know, it's just maybe not yeah. a cup of tea. But uh, yeah, unless you wit, you, you know, you Whitney Houston or yeah, or someone like like like, <laughs> like that, and you're good at everything. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely say. Um, much to the chagrin of my my friends and family, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of uh, Jeremy Renner's, uh, you know, take into the the music industry. He just he has this this voice that carries. It's incredible. Uh, so if you haven't listened to I any did, of his I, stuff, you know what? I didn't even re- re- realize he sang. Oh yeah, he was in a band. 
Yeah, I, I guess I that's what he was doing for, for a while in the 90s before he really blew up. He was all about music and then the acting right. part just took off. So he uh, he has one called um, Nomad and another one called Heaven Don't Have a Name. Uh, wow. They're, they're just really great songs. And if you ever have him on the show, like he's he's one of those, those stars I'm hoping you get because working with him on Wind River, he was the most genuine person I've ever met in my entire life. He, just Just very sweet. So... Do you know what? I was only the other night talk, talking about you to my wife, actually, because um, <laughs> we was watching WandaVision. Oh, and, yeah. Um, what an odd show. Right. Uh, I like it, <laughs> but it's like one of those shows that you're like, I really like this, but it's really weird. <laughs> and I'm on the second episode. And and I mentioned that you was in that mo- mo- movie. And, and you know what? It's really bad that I haven't seen that movie yet, but I will I will see it. Yeah. Uh, because you worked with Jeremy Renner and um, Olsen, um, which 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 I think is really bizarre that she's got them twin sisters that that she obviously got the better genes. Yeah, um, I... <laughs> from that 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 litter, um, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is um, she she is wonderful in one 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 division. So what's so so what are you going for at the moment moment then? I know you. You said earlier on that you you're having an interview you know is there a lot of work still out there you know being being cast yeah. because because obviously with the pandemics we don't we don't want any more tom cruise moments you know on 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 the set oh good for him by by by, by, yeah. by the way i'm actually quite proud of him but uh but how's it going with the hunting for for work and auditions and self-tapes and all that jazz yeah yeah uh i um I love the Tom Cruise pit, by the way. That's just, I, I want that as an alarm clock alert. So it's just so good. Uh, seven minutes long. But uh, yeah, there's still, there's a lot of work, a lot of uh, industrial commercial work that we're doing virtually. Uh, the bad part is, is that those who were laid off, uh, who worked in theater, uh, other performers are also doing commercial work. So uh, the, <laughs> the amount of people who are auditioning have tripled. And uh, like you said, it's, it's just going by your look. So if they look at your headshot mm-hmm. and they go, eh, not for me, that's it. And we can't take it personally. Um, I usually just, I audition, I send it off and that's it. But I'm going through a lot of internet auditions, just sending in self tapes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm taping in uh, my bedroom right now, but I have a, a separate studio and an office space that I can record auditions. in. so it's not going anywhere right now. Uh, I'm actually looking at doing some more staff writing bits and working behind the scenes developing some other stuff and we're myself and my mentor are trying to actually uh you know get this project to netflix uh that we're hoping we could film in the american southwest so uh that's something that's, awesome. that's just been incredible but uh yeah nothing right now the interview i have is for <laughs> a marketing position working remotely so i can keep writing scripts and doing self-tapes but honestly i'm doing i'm doing the same thing you do with the rock where i do you know, you call me monologuing. Those are my things I do each day uh, or every other day to put on Instagram to just gain exposure. Um, I try connecting to a producer from Umbrella Academy to bring on the podcast because uh, he, he's pretty funny and we connect on Instagram. I don't think he's really up for it because I'm sure they're busy and, you know, people have other things to do. Uh, but for right now, it's just working on the podcast and and working on scripts. There's really nothing as far as acting right now. So uh, like yourself, I. I kind of fell into a, a bit where I said, you know what? I just don't know if I'm, if it's for me, like I love doing it, but yeah. 
the amount of rejection you get for very little success, um, it, it's kind of unfortunate, but I'll keep doing it. It's fun. As long as you enjoy it, you keep going. And ever since listening to your podcast, I've kept looking on eBay for, you know, props I could pick up. Um, don't go to eBay. Do not go don't to go eBay. Don't go to eBay? Oh, don't no. Go. No, <laughs> I'm doing no, it all wrong. No, <laughs> literally, eBay is the worst place to go to. The worst place. Honestly, you want to go to prop store and prop store. And, okay. Yeah, because they've got a base in LA and a base in the UK. So um, again, for you, you can actually go onto their website and propstore.com and just uh, click the button at the top that says US. So it saves on obviously shipping and ever, and everything like that, and see what they've got. And they've got everything from like fifty dollars up to obviously like forty, fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would not buy any prop unless it was from Prop Store. Mm. I think a lot of it's about trust. It's a lot of it, you know, where it's come from, and you know it's genuine because. I bought a fake Christopher Reeve autograph years ago from yes, a place in, in New York uh, called Sign of the Times. I will name them because they are crooks. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I had it for about 15 years. And then obviously I got introduced to this, this um, group, the Superman, the movie um, autograph collectors, which I'm now an admin of that group. And over the years, I've now studied his autograph, and I can confidently say that I can, you know, make out a, you know, a genuine one. But wow. when I found out that I had a fake one, it was heartbreaking. Fifteen years on my wall, um, and now I've got, you know, quite a few Chris Christopher Reeves in my collect collection. So, so whatever you do, don't go to eBay. It's okay. like the worst place to go. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. If you go to eBay and it comes with a prop store certificate. Uh, because you know coas can be made by anyone i can get a printer out and say this you know prop is genuine and it's made you know it, it was on this movie and i could i can give you a certificate and say it was genuine but like stuff like this here which is a oh, bit wow. of so again i got this from the set this is a, a piece of uh, henry cavill suit um, from Man of Steel. Oh, that's beautiful. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can see it, but yeah, but oh. yeah. So stuff like that. I've got small little, little, little things. Let me just have a look at that. Um, so I would go to prop prop, prop store, eBay. Prop no, store, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a no no. Fraud <laughs> <laughs> fraud graphs as well. eBay a no no. Oh yeah, no Honestly. autographs for sure. I I think yeah. when I turned twenty one. Uh, one of my friends had bought a Ghostbusters script and given it to me, uh, said, it, you know, it was signed and everything. The thing was definitely faked and, and just, just, it was copies of the script that were, you know, like just with a signature. It was just, it wasn't, it wasn't good. So I, I've always been very hesitant to collect. Uh, but I will ask you, have you ever seen any Rocketeer props um, or artifacts through a prop store? Um, no, I haven't seen, any, I know they have in the past because the Rocketeer is one of my favorite mo 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 movies. I think it's awesome. Yes. yes. You know, growing up, I think they had the face. Um, you know, the big guy, um, the heavy. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Timothy Dalton's like, you know, sort of lurch. Uh, they had his face appliances uh, and the mask, 
that he wore. Um, <clears throat> I haven't seen it in person, but um, there's a great guy called Tom Spina, which is um, a guy that restores a lot of things for George George Lucas. He works works with a lot of like Star Star Wars things, and I know that he's restored quite a few Rocketeer helmets and backpacks and everything like like, like oh, that. But God. but yeah, those you would definitely have to sell a house for. Um, they've become yeah. a lot more expensive. I mean, um, it's it's just it's crazy the prices. I mean, for for the average Joe that that works nine to five, you know, we're not going to afford something like that. No, <laughs> no. I think that's the only reason I'd want to you know pick up a contract with a Marvel or DC property is just so I can afford buying a prop and putting it in the house and not feel bad for <laughs> for buying it. What what's your uh, so what, so? Oh, sorry. Um, I was just going to ask you what what's your what's your white whale of of props right now? Um, what would I so if money wasn't an object, um, it would be of course a Christopher Reeve screen used suit. Yeah. I went to a DC exhibition at the O2 Arena um, a couple of years ago, and they had everything from the Christopher Reeve movies, the Man of Steel, Batman. Um, you know, everything you could think of. And it was just awesome. And I can remember walking in uh, to the entrance and then seeing through a, a slit of the doorway this glass cabinet, and I could see a bit of Chris, Chris, Christopher Reeve's um, costume. And honest to God, you know, this, the light shone out and there was a harps playing. And it was like, I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I just wanted to get close to it. And I took tons of photos and that would be my dream. It really would. But that that is around 150 to 180,000 pounds, which is about $220,000. But who knows? Who knows? I mean, the only thing I can do now is collect bits um, from the movies. Um, Again, I've got the crystal. I've got a Superman script. I've got. I wrote to um, Christopher Reeve's son, Will Reeve, to tell him how inspirational his dad has been to me, because I don't know if you've read any of Chris Christopher Reeve's books. Uh, he wrote Still Me, yeah, which was his autobiography, and Nothing Is Impossible. And I've got to say, you know, they're just amazing. Really are. You 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 bring everything into, um, you know, into view, and 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 life is precious, and we should you know, make the most of it. And he's definitely someone that is going to be missed. And Will Reeve wrote in the note to me that his parents always said said to him, give more than you take, which I think is awesome. And make sure that you leave this world a better place than when you arrived. So definitely wow. going forward, that is what I'm going to teach, teach my kids, which is I've got, Lois, that's seven, and Kara after Supergirl. <laughs> yes. um, and, and you know, yeah, and, and, and Tyler, we've got, and we've got a cat called Clark, which is <laughs> hilarious. And um, my wife is so understanding. So if she's lis- listening, which I'm sure she will be, thank you so much for being an ama- amazing wife. So I can call my kids Lois and Kara. And it's actually Kara Lane, is her actual name. Oh my and, God. Um, which is awesome which is yeah that's incredible respect to 
to the franchise <coughs> in a non-geeky way. Well, uh, wasn't Nicolas Cage who named his son Kal-El? Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, thank goodness Nicolas Cage didn't actually become Superman in the Kevin Smith film because I, I, I couldn't see him as a Superman. I don't know what it is, but he was going to be in Superman Lives. And thank goodness. I mean, the story was good, but Nicolas Cage as Superman, no. <laughs> I, I do wonder with the de-aging technology if that's ever a short film that could be <laughs> pretty it's just one scene of him as Clark Kent into Superman it would be hilarious it could be yeah who knows <laughs> who, who knows but I'm glad that Henry Cavill signed on for a few more yeah. as all reports have said so um, but yeah and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Justice League and I'm so jealous to you lot in the States because you've got HBO Max which we oh, haven't got that's not available no, 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 we haven't got that. We've got Disney Plus and that's it. But <sighs> when when H H HBO Max releases the Snyder Cut, we're not going to get it, which I'm really gutted about. But I'm sure it will come out eventually. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm not advocating for, for any <laughs> any piracy, but I'm sure there will be ways <laughs> for it to be seen globally. Uh, that, that, cause didn't Disney Plus take forever to reach, you know, overseas? Uh, yeah, and there was um, what was the other channel? It was um, DC Universe. Yeah, that is now stopped. Um, but um, yeah, we were never going to get it in the UK. But I'm sure that we'll get it in some way, way or form. I know, obviously, there's going to be piracy, but for something like that, I, 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 I want to pay. Yeah, you know, because that's supporting the franchise and supporting future films. I don't condone piracy. No, uh, using VPNs and 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 all that jazz um but uh hopefully i'll 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 i'll, I'll watch it but i just watched uh wonder woman and um i don't know yeah well, how... gal. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm i'm literally that much of a fan right this is uh my screen screen saver oh he's got he's got gal on his on his phone and you know what i think yes. that's my favorite picture of her as as wonder woman it's very majestic oh. and regal Fantastic, but have you seen the new film, the ni the nineteen eighty four film? I I did. Uh, my my girlfriend and I watched it a few a few weeks ago, and we, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Batman Forever. I just think it's a fun, crazy film with a lot of yeah. issues. So, I sort of connected Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four to Batman Forever, where it has these moments where you have fun, and you know, it's just this kind of uh, cheeky, cheesy film. But I didn't like it as much as the first one. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. I, I didn't think it was a great movie by any stretch of Same the imagination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was points in that mo movie where, that left you thinking, like, what's going on? Yeah. You know, there's like little story plots that, that I just thought was, you know, like, like her losing her powers. Um, I was like, you know, what's going on? Is she losing it because of the woman, the cheetah woman, uh, you know, and I just got a bit confused and <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. You know, at the end I thought, do you know what, for an entertainment value, it was fantastic Absolutely. because Gao is amazing as Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, of course, uh, <laughs> make, making a surprise uh, appearance. Um, and they did a really, really good job visually. I think they could have done a better job, but again, you know, we shouldn't really hold it against against them because, you know, 
it's 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 a good movie. Uh, you know, would I buy? Would would, would I pay to go to the cinema? Because obviously I streamed it. Would I pay to go to the cinema to watch it? Probably not. Um, would I buy it on my 4K, you know, DVD? Possibly, you know, for the collection because, you know, you, I've got every, every other movie, so uh, <laughs> it'd be rude not to. Um, but yeah. yeah, I was a bit disappointed. It it felt very, it felt very third draft to me. Um, yeah, I've written hmm. you know a, a fair amount of screenplays and. And once you start writing and you get into the narrative structure, you start to look at things and go, wait, that was probably from the first draft and they couldn't fix it. Like the one, the, just one big gripe I had with the movie was the Steve Trevor body possession part. I thought it would just be easier. I got for him so to just come back. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. They travel and says, Oh, you don't have a passport. Yeah. He, he does. <laughs> he's, he's another yeah, person. <laughs> yeah. He, he does as that person he's possessed. Yeah. And, and, I was confused because it wasn't Chris Pine and then the camera angle went and then all of a sudden it was Chris Pine. I was thinking, has he just hijacked that body or has he changed that? <laughs> I just didn't get it. I just really didn't. It confused the hell out of me. I was like, mm. and then I thought every time she's looking at him, she's saying that she's seeing Chris Pine, but really she isn't. So, yep. and then the scene in bed, I'm thinking, well, she's just been with, completely different person that is just weird but you know what patty jenkins obviously did a good job yeah. hopefully fingers crossed if we get a third one um you know who knows what direction they'll go in but gal for me is definitely the best choice for one wonder woman i think she does a wonderful job with 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 what she's got um and um yeah i i i think dc uh, uh you know are becoming stronger especially with the new suicide squad uh, coming out with yes. Zack Snyder's movie, I think that's going to be awesome. It looks good. It looks a lot more comic bookish. Yeah. Um, John Cena, I'm just shocked at. I just think that he's an awesome guy. I just I'm looking forward to seeing how he performs. Would but, you uh, say? But there's uh, some great. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go, go. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just, I was just saying. There's, there's some amazing movies coming out, like the Hulk Hogan biography movie with. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. And, yeah, and um, there's loads of um, movies coming out that is going to be awesome. So I'm looking forward to them. Would you say Justice League is your uh, your number one that you're looking forward to? Uh, yeah, definitely. Because four hours, um, Dark Side, um, you know, being in it, and I think that I saw an interview um, on the internet saying with with Zach. He said about twenty percent of the footage is is what we've already seen. So a lot of the footage is going to be unseen stuff. Wow! And, and he's brought back a lot of people for reshoots, and we're not going to get the dodgy mustache thing with uh, Henry Cavill because <laughs> Josh Whedon, I think, you know, I don't know what he was thinking of. He should stick to Firefly, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, which which is an awesome show, which I love Firefly. Um, but but yeah. So ho hopefully Justice League will pave the wave, wave for, for more DC shows um, like Aquaman two, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I think they're they're onto some some great stuff. I think uh, what Marvel's doing with WandaVision and Loki and um, was it uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? The Falcon. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of great things coming for both sides, and I I really hope for the mm -hmm. day where people aren't fighting over which side is better. Just enjoy the stories for what they are, which uh, are definitely amazing. 
Um, I know we're getting pretty short on time, but I wanted to uh, just just touch on on a final thing. Is what are your hopes for uh, for yourself for the, for the next year? We have to talk to you about you know who you're interviewing next. Um, you know things you're doing with your podcast, but uh, we usually ask at this point. You know, do you have any advice? Uh, but I also just want to ask you. You know, where do you see your podcast going in in the next year? Do you have a vision for it? <laughs> um. I don't know. I, you know, I would love to say that I want to be, you know, the name be more super, um, is to be out there as much as possible. Cause I think you've got one, the podcast, but you've got the message as well as be more super is being a better person doing that extra thing to, to be more, 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 more super. But I don't know. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Um, do I want it to get bigger? Yeah, why not? I am learning. Um, you know, I'm not saying I'm a perfect host and a perfect presenter and and uh, interviewer because you know we're not perfect. But I'm enjoying what I'm doing, and I, I seem to be doing all right. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, I'm making my kids proud and my wife proud. And for me, it's 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 that little slice of happiness knowing that I'm getting to interview these awesome stars like Eric Roberts and uh, Wes Chapman and, and, <laughs> and pe- people like that from the shows I love and enjoy. Um, do, do I want in, to in, in interview more famous people? Do you know what? I'll interview anyone. So uh, if anyone's lis- listening and you're in this industry, um, you know, contact me on Instagram and uh, get you on the show. I mean, I'm looking to do a live broadcast because i used to do a live broadcast weekly with a friend called mike uh but he's busy with work and i wanted to do a live broadcast weekly and have guests on that way as well and uh, get like the convention community involved as well um and talk more about conventions and and uh, all that jazz so so hopefully i'll get that kick, kick, kicked off at the end of uh the year and hopefully you know what it's going to be weird that when these conventions actually start and i interview these guests i'm going to interview them in person yeah i'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to be like touching their faces going you're real this is weird do you know what i mean it's going to be such a weird experience actually standing in front of them with that mic talking to them and looking at them it's just going to be odd the social interaction part is going to be weird I'm going to ask them to, to I, I know, zoom me on their phone <laughs> next to me <laughs> and just look down, down, down at it. But you know what? I just want to be happy. Um, I want to be content. Um, you know, I just hope that that we're all going to be safer in the future, in this year. And um, you know, we need to make sure that we've only got one life. We've only got. You know, we've got loved ones. We need to embrace, embrace them, and and be appreciative with what we've got. Because you know, it's great to strive for fame and 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 fortune and everything like that. But that could be so easily taken away. Uh, like in the UK, we're we're hitting a hundred thousand, unfortunately, deaths yeah. uh, to date. And in America, um, I think it's near, nearly a, what was it four hundred thousand. Yeah, I think something like that. Um, so that should show, show show us that we should should make the most of every single day, complement 
every person that you come across. You know, when you meet someone in the street, when you meet someone at work, say something nice to them. You know, say how how nice their hair hair is, or how nice they've done their eyebrows. You know, anything. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I I just do you know what there there is a girl at work, and I always say say that to her. Your eyebrows are looking amazing today, because she obviously paints them on or some 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 something. Oh, okay. Look, but they 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 look quite nice. Um, but yeah, we should be praising everyone and supporting and being one one world. You know, just be nice and be more super because uh, the world needs a lot more love and and less racism, discrimination. Um, and it's 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 it, it's a difficult time. It really is, and we shouldn't be bothering about silly things like politics and. And everything like that, human beings, and we've got a pandemic, and we need to be working together. God, I'm so glad you you hit the nail on the head. I think we we definitely all need to to take what you said. If you're listening to this right now, take that and and use it in your life because it does make a difference. You know, um, I am so thankful that you decided to to come on the the show. When I sent the message, I was like, I'm gonna I'm just gonna fan out. I don't know if he likes being interviewed. Uh but this oh, is mate, something, it's been an absolute know, pleasure. Yeah. Absolute it, pleasure. It's it's been incredible. I know I we're we're gonna have to to keep talking at some point. I'll have you back on the show. Um you definitely. know just keeping in touch because I, I love hearing um you know your stories and and definitely the, the podcast too. <clears throat> when I come across props that aren't you know eBay based but might be a little questionable, I'm coming to you first. <laughs> Message me and I will and I will give it a one a one over. If not, I'll get Stephen Lane from Prop Prop, Prop Store to give you some advice because he's ab- ab- absolutely awesome. So yeah. Oh, perfect. Well, um, I, I guess it's time to, to close our show. Um, if you're driving listening to this podcast, I always like to say that you guys probably reached your destination. I have been listening in the uh, the parked car this entire time. Thank you for that. Uh, so without further ado, if you uh, love this podcast, you guys like what we're doing here. Uh, please leave us a review and uh, maybe a couple of stars to check on the good old iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, uh, Stitcher, wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Please do that. If you leave a review um, with a comment, preferably five stars, we will send you a uh, Pretend World's Real People sticker. Um, so please just you know send us a, a contact uh, address for that. Brian, you are definitely getting a sticker. You're probably getting a shirt, more yes. than likely. <laughs> that was, do you know what? I, 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 I was going to say, you send me a shirt, sticker. I will wear that with pride. Yes. In my interviews, <laughs> and because when you on your on your YouTube channel, you say that obviously with the reviews and the sticker, I get excited about stuff like that. <laughs> I want a sticker. I really do. I want a sticker. See, and you know what? I feel the same way. So when I get you know, the the stars clicked and I get reviews, but no one sent us information that they rated us, I'm like, well, you just lost out on a sticker. Like that, 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 that a sticker is awesome. Sticker is fun, uh, and we're gonna have exactly. plenty more plenty more material coming up too. And uh, if uh, you'd like to be on the show as well, please email us at pwrp.pod at gmail.com. Uh, once again, we talk to arts workers of all different types of the industry, um, whether you are uh, like yourself, Brian, uh, more of a, a super awesome journalist who collects these crazy cool things um, and is just a wonderful person. Or if you're somebody who acts, works as crew, does anything in the arts industry, we'd love to talk to you. So again, please email us at pwrp.pod at gmail.com. Brian, again, thank you 
so much. And I'm not sure if you've ever listened to one of our episodes, but uh, this is about time for our awkward goodbye uh, for the recording. So if you'd like to join me, we're going to do an awkward goodbye. Ready? Bye. Bye.